This episode is sponsored by Student Advocate. Student Advocate understands that student well-being is a top priority. That's why they've designed a cutting-edge program that empowers students, teachers, and counselors to prioritize social, emotional, and mental wellness like never before. Counselors and teachers can now effectively prioritize their student contacts, make a more significant impact, and maintain a constant pulse on their students' well-being through Student Advocate. If you do self-check-ins in the morning with your students, this program gives you an innovative way for the students to check in, ask for certain resources, journal, and find a whole host of video resources that they have access to at any point of the day. And here's the best part. For our dedicated Aspire to Lead listeners, you're eligible for an exclusive 10% discount when you set up Student Fit for your individual classrooms, schools, or districts. Just remember to use the special code ASPIRE10 during the setup process to claim your well-deserved discount. Join us in transforming the student-counselor dynamic and addressing the issue of the ever-increasing student-to-counselor ratio. With Student Advocate, well-being takes center stage, and together, we're going to be making a lasting impact on student lives. Head over to studentfit.fit to sign up today. As for our episode today, I am absolutely delighted to introduce a remarkable individual whom I've had the great privilege of mentoring for an incredible three-year journey. Witnessing his growth and evolution as a leader has been truly inspiring, and I couldn't be prouder of his remarkable transition into the realm of educational administration. Today's guest is none other than Labronte Hoover, who is embarking on his second year as an assistant principal in Frisco, Texas. So get ready for an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at his incredible journey as he shares his insights and experiences, taking us from his roots as a teacher and coach to his current role as a dedicated administrator. Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Aspire leaders, I am overjoyed because I have the wonderful opportunity, really, to celebrate this wonderful man that I am sitting with, and it is a guy that I had the pleasure of mentoring on my campus, and it is a true celebration to see the growth that has happened over the last couple of years, and now he is an assistant principal leading the campus, doing some phenomenal things. I cannot wait to share his steps in his journey, but then also all the wonderful accomplishments that he is doing right now as he's impacting so many lives. Mr. Hoover, thank you so much for being on the Aspire to Lead podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Better be. Come on now. You, you've been <laughs> doing some wonderful things, and I want to touch on your story because you are an inspiration to so many, including myself, and I would love to hear about your educational and leadership background. Well, it's it's funny because, you know, you and I work together and watching you and the other admin on that on that team, uh, shout out Miss Scott and Milani, you inspired me to to go into leadership because I never wanted to be a, a principal or as AP anywhere in the front office. I just wanted to go sports and, you know, maybe one day be a head coach. But when I joined your campus in, in mid-year, like early 2019, and just being around you guys and, you know, just kind of really seeing what the job uh, entails and it inspired me to want to, you know, come up out of the, the locker room and the coach's office and move towards the front office and, 
really start trying to make a change throughout the campus. You know, I always thought like, man, I just want to want to work with the athletes. I want to do this. I want to, you know, do that. But it was all surrounded by athletics. I was just like, well, I, I started getting this this hunch of like, man, I can do more. You know, being around you, like I said, just inspired me to say, man, I could take this step. And you guys, you know, you all know, gave me opportunities. It was like, you really want to do this? And you put me, you know, in different opportunities that, that I benefited from. And I was like, okay, after a few opportunities, a few experiences, I was like, okay, you know, yeah, I, I think I want to do this. And so I started making that making that step to be an administrator. All right. So you've you've made the jump now. And so you're an administrator. And so where you are in your administrative journey? Right now, I'm in my second year as a assistant principal. First year on a, on a new campus. Uh, last year, I, I moved districts and I was at the middle school level as an assistant principal. It was a wonderful place, wonderful admin team there. You know, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Ms. Montreal and Mr. Brown. Wonderful people who taught me a lot, gave me a lot of great experiences. But just for the, the sake of travel and in time, I had to come back up to Frisco SD so I can be closer to my to my home. So now I'm doing high school, started my career teaching and coaching in high school. So after you know five or six years, I'm back at high school. So it's it feels good to be back around the older kids, but high school has changed so much in those years that I was away from it. The first couple of weeks was kind of kind of shocking for me, but it, it it's been really fun. And it's new experiences every day. It's a it's a different grind every day. So I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm working with an amazing admin team uh, now, and you know I'm learning from them. They're allowing me to you know show, showcase my strength, and we're having fun with it every day. Well, Hoover, we both came in very similar time at that campus, and it was a true pleasure, buddy, to to work with you and you were like a sponge and you were so hungry to, to learn and to get those different experiences. And it was, it was just amazing to, to see your growth over such a short period of time. And I want to talk about that leadership development piece, because you said it earlier that, you know, we gave you some opportunities to get the experience you felt needed to, to make that move from teacher to administrator. So I want to go back down memory lane with you. And I wanted to know, you know, what were the most impactful experiences that you went through that you felt like, okay, that was really needed for me to make that next leap as far as becoming an administrator? Two things that, you know, as an administrator that you have to do a lot, you know, uh, daily really uh, is being in classrooms. You know, that's one of the areas that I, I feel that I still have to grow in and still, you know, am growing in is being in the classrooms and, and learning that instructional leadership piece, you know, the times that, you know, you and I would go in while you um, were going to walkthroughs and you, you you know, invite me and I will go in. And when we leave the classroom, we just kind of talk about, you know, you ask me, so what did you see? You know, you break out the rubric and say, you know, did you see this happening? Or did you say that happening? You know, ask me certain questions just about how, to um, evaluate teaching practices. And other than that, the the other thing was along the line of the student services and, and parent communication, allowing me to be in the room when, and help out, you know, to speak with students and call parents and especially calling parents piece, man. Like just, 
I remember a few times that y'all, you know, gave me a few paper with information on there just saying, hey, you know, contact these parents and notify them about what's, what happened on campus. And and I was like super nervous, like, man, uh, these people don't know me, you know, <laughs> I was just, I was just a coach on campus. I would call them to tell them, you know, about their kid doing, you know, X, Y, Z, just like, man, but when I got in, actually into the role last year, my first year, I realized how important that was at having that that clear communication with with parents about, you know, student behavior or whatever incidents may come up. Because, you know, parents are going to email and they're going to call and they're going to report this and report that. And you may have to do an investigation here or look into this or look into that. It, it helped me so much last year, my first year. We had a couple parents that that were really they're really grateful for my ability to you know really communicate with them and they understood and they they really felt my energy that I really care because I really do about you know their kids and so it built a, a very strong partnership between the parent and the campus as in general not just me we did some good stuff there. Well, one of the things that I think stood out between you and some of the other folks that were also trying to become administrators was just your presence in the front office and you being very intentional about the role of mentorship. So I want to ask you why you thought mentorship was so important and you know what were some valuable components that were valuable through that relationship between you and the administrative staff? I can answer that based on before coming to Texas, under the administrators that I, I worked with at that point in time, it was some administrators, and you, you probably remember me saying this, it's it, like I never wanted to go into my principal's office when I was in, in Louisiana, when I, where I came from. I, if you were in their principal's office, it was a negative thing. Like, it, it was just bad. So there's, there's one administrator from that time of my life, Mr. Mason, I can I can shout him out too. We still talk, you know, he's he's a mentor to me as well that, you know, we have conversations about the the ins and outs of this job. And I spent I spent some time talking to him when he was an AP. And then when he got his first principal job, I worked for him as well. You know, so he I got a chance to peek into the principal role by working close, closely with him. And even when I thought about, you know, becoming an administrator, you know, I worked on that campus with, you know, you guys. And I asked him, you know, like, hey, what do you think about this? And he was, and he told me, you know, hey, man, I always saw it in you because you could get people to follow you in your vision. I was like, man, well, maybe, you know, if, if he think I can do it and, you know, my relationship with you guys on, on, at Stafford and, I was like, man, if they believe in me, you know, then I can do this, right? And and just, you know, being around y'all, like I said, just being able to come in the office and then not be a negative thing. Like we could just be people and just talk and just be, you know, humans. And uh, we talk life more than anything than school, just, you know, just learning each other and building those strong relationships and partnerships so we knew each other's strengths and weaknesses and you guys gave me those opportunities to build me up. And so and just really mentoring, mentoring me. And especially, you know, I work closer 
with you on the assistant principal stuff just because you know i just you know <laughs> you know you were my appraiser and we kind of worked together a, a lot so i just kind of went to you for most of my answers it's okay hoover <laughs> you can say you enjoyed me more that's okay we, we, we can put it on the record it's all good. <laughs> I, I don't want the other two to jump on me <laughs> I love them too. I know that. But, but, you know, just the way you guys, you know, mentored me in this thing, because I had, like I said, I had no clue of what this job entailed other than, you know, like I said, my Louisiana mentor, Mr. Mason, just kind of watching him do the job. But it was on a total different playing field. Like those schools back home versus the schools where we are here now, you know, it was totally different. And so I, I needed to learn how things go here. And so being able to watch you guys and learn from you guys, that, that, was, that was very big for me. And now I, I, since I've finished and become a leader, I have people that have reached out to me and said, hey, man, what did you do? Or how long did it take? Or how can I do this? Or what did you do in this? I can say, you know, I've talked to maybe about 10, 10 to 12 people I just talked to a guy yesterday, actually, he walked up to me and asked me, you know, hey, man, you know, what program did you do and how was it and how can I do this or what prepared you or what, what convinced you to take the next step? I'm starting, I've, I've been thinking about it. And so, you know, I give, I give them all the information I, you guys show me, you know, I just, I like to pass it along. You know, we need to grow more people in this profession. A lot of people are walking away from it. We need to do everything we can to keep it going. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, so let's talk about your transition from teacher to admin. So I want to know, what was the largest surprise in your new role? Oh man, that's easy. Uh, I actually, somebody asked me that about a month ago. I realized this last year, my first, first year as an administrator that I don't, I don't receive the same respect as an administrator that I received as a coach. That surprised me. And, you know, I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, I'm the coach and all, but now I'm an assistant principal. And you, I I feel like I leveled up a little bit, but I would receive more pushback about decisions as an assistant principal than I do as an athletics coach. And I'm like, that don't make sense to me. But but I'm like, you know, usually coaches handle things in the locker room. If it makes it to the front office, it must be pretty serious. But I've had to call parents as an assistant principal and receive more pushback as an assistant principal than I do as a coach. I'm like, what? But you know, so that was that that is the most surprising thing that uh <laughs> since I've been in this new role. All right. So looking back, was there anything that, you know, there's roles and responsibilities that you have now that you wish shoot, I wish I would have had that experience as a teacher and a coach to prepare myself for the role I'm in now. I'm sure there is. Let me think on that. That's all right. And the reason I'm asking is because there's a lot of folks that are out there that are asking their admin for different experiences 
But a lot of times there's things that they just may not even know or realize that they should be getting or asking for. I'll say this. You guys gave me this opportunity. It was it was there for me to for me to get, definitely, but I didn't take advantage of it. I'll say that. And that's being in planning rooms, you know, because all my career I've been I was health and PE. And so I missed a lot when it comes to the planning of core subjects. And like I told you when you were my appraiser when I first got to Texas, like Hey, man, I've been in this game, what, seven years? And I'm still learning how to be a good teacher, you know? And so I wish I would have took advantage of the times that I, I could have sat in in rooms with the ICs and the planning teams, things like that. Especially if you're not a core teacher, man, I would I would recommend that. If, you know, you're an elective teacher, man, go sit in those for planning groups so you can understand because like I said, as I'm in my second year in this and I'm still, you know, I've learned a lot, but I still like to go and, and listen so that I know, you know, you know me, you know, when we work together, I, I would always tell you like, Hey, you know, this terminology and these, the, all the abbreviations and all that, like, man, look, I don't know what none of this is. <laughs> all the acronyms. There's so many. Acronyms. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, man, I need, I, I gotta learn. So I'm, I'm, I've learned so much in that time, but it's, it, it's still a, a, a journey. It's still a learning process. Oh, for sure. All right, buddy. We're, we're winding down on our conversation here, but I, I wanted to shout you out because I saw on social media you were doing a pre- presentation, relationship building, and I wanted to ask what was it that you were uh, sharing out for that presentation? Well, you know my strength. I'm, I'm a social guy and I'm very big on relationship building with the students. And so I did a relationship building talk and I've done this at the beginning of the year, the last two years now, I've kind of named it my daily seven. It's the seven things that I did as teacher coach to build relationships with, with my students. And I'll just run through them. Number one, you know, I always show your scars, show, show the students that you're human too. Uh, a lot of times, you know, we, we come in and you think of that, don't smile till Christmas and don't do this and don't do that. Man, you have to let these kids know that you're human too. You have emotions. You're going to have bad days. There's going to be times where your child may be sick. It may be a time where you lost a family member, things like that. Show them that uh, you are human too, that you have emotions and your feelings can get hurt and don't go in there and cry every day or anything, but just, just showing them that, you you are human. You get upset sometimes and things like that. The second one I had was look for positive to comment on. Even the students that, you know, you may not have a great relationship with at the time. A way to improve that is looking looking for things to comment on. Number three, develop an interest in their interests. You know, and this is a big one in the time that we live in right now because students that we're teaching now, man, they're not us. We're in this this new generation where these kids have grown up on the internet and everything that they're into is on the internet. If you're not, you know, you've been in, in teaching, you know, 20 plus years, I'm pretty sure you're probably not a fan of TikTok and all the different social media things, but the kids that you're teaching are, you never know. You may have kids that have over a million views or whatever, and that's their lifeline. That's where they find their self-worth and all that. So you have to go into their world 
to go get them. The next one I have is have a sense of humor. It's always okay to laugh. You know, laugh at yourself. Just have that open communication with your kids so that you can be able to share a laugh and stuff don't have to always be so tense so that they don't they don't like you. I remember being a teacher coach and doing, you know, things that man, I would always tell y'all, man, if y'all rode the camera back in that gym, man, you we would make a lot of money off the stuff of me dancing around and all that, doing anything to keep the kids engaged and entertained. Cause they're looking around, especially in a PE class. And looking around, not wanting to do things because they don't want to be embarrassed. So I take the, I take that from them. You know, I embarrass myself to allow them to not to feel comfortable. The next one is, is attend student events, show them the support, show them that you believe in them. Whether they're you know an athlete, whether they are in one of the fine arts, uh, anything like that, whatever they're doing, maybe even outside of school, if. You know, you build that relationship with their parent and and let them know, like, hey, I would like to attend one of their uh, competitions or something like that outside of school just so you can show them that you care. Then, you know, name and need, you know, that's the big thing in Frisco ISD. But, you know, I, I had it a little bit differently. I say every every student needs you, right, no matter the student. Sometimes I feel like, you know, as teachers, as, as educators, we kind of miss out on the opportunity to impact the student because they may be, you know, more fluent than another student, you know, when every child needs you. I've had, you know, students that have, you know, both parents and, you know, and live great lives outside of school. And they've needed me just as much as a kid that wasn't as fortunate. And so every child needs you. You know, don't don't look at the kids. Oh man, you know they they're straight A students. I've had you know students who were so intelligent. You know, they still needed something from me. You know, that's why it's so important to build those relationships. And seven, I have established boundaries. This is a this is a big one. Love them, but not to their detriment. Hold them accountable. You know, I'm I'm gonna help you out as much as I can, but. You have to be held accountable. I'm not going to let you just do whatever so that, you know, eventually, you know, it, it things are going to happen that you can't get out of. So I have to hold you accountable. So those are, you know, the seven things that I practice daily as an educator to make sure that I'm building strong relationships and that my students are receiving the best, the best education that they can, they can receive when they walk through the door. Sounds like you're writing a book, The Daily Seven, by LeBronte Hoover. Is that correct? <laughs> it crossed my mind, but <laughs> it, it, it really crossed my mind because I can go so much deeper into that. And, you know, I have another idea that I'm, I'm working on. It, we'll save that for the next time you're coming on the, the Spider-Man yeah, podcast. Yeah, well, I guess I'll, I'll come back when, when it's time to promote it. All right. I'm going to keep you to your word, my friend. All right. Let's, uh, let's touch on the last two questions here, which is, you know, that actionable step. So... You know, for and maybe you can just speak into you know your own journey and experience. But you know, for someone that's listening, that's an aspiring leader, or maybe they're a current young leader that's looking to enhance their leadership journey. What is one item they can do tomorrow or next week that you think was extremely valuable for all the people that's aspiring to become an educational leader? I recommend if if it's possible for you wherever you are, 
is to go look at some diverse campuses. Go and, you know, visit some other campuses where uh, the population is, is very diverse and and also go look at some campuses that, you know, maybe on the uh, lower end of things, so, you know, Title IX campuses and stuff, and just go and experience it. If you could take two hours, three hours, a whole day, and go experience it, you know, that those are the campuses that I started my career off in. And now to be where I am, you know, the things that I learned at the beginning and the things that I've seen and experienced, you know, in those times is what shaped me. I didn't realize it until, you know, I had people like you and the other great administrators that I worked alongside of, you know, that pointed out to me it was like, hey, man, you know, when I even when I thought I was like, man, I don't know how to do this. Or I don't know how to do that. Or I don't know what. And you pointed out like, no, this is. Remember when you said this, or remember you experienced this. This is what that is, and I, you know, and it, it made sense to me then. So, you know, getting various experiences. You know, I think sometimes people get caught up when you're in this more fluent uh, classrooms and districts that you know, they're like, oh yeah, you know, this is how it's going to be everywhere, and then you go somewhere else, and it's not, and they're miserable. You know, and and even in the times that we're in, you know, with people moving around so much, like every like change is coming. If you are in a situation where you know, oh man, you you think that you're just at the best school with all the best kids and all that, like there's so much movement nowadays that you know the next year what you thought was just so wonderful the campus could change and you have to be ready to adapt to it. You can't stay like, Oh no, it, we have to stay this and you have to stay that. And we only do this and we only have this type and this and that. No, I promise you it's going to change sooner or later. Something's something different. is going to come knocking at the door. And, and if you, your feet are planted in cement, then it's gonna it's not it's not gonna be good for you you got to be able to pivot the one guarantee in education is that it will change yes <laughs> and as an administrator that's every day all right buddy so i want my listeners to connect with you as soon as possible on social media so how can they find you right now um i really operate mainly off of facebook it's just lebron say hoover and off of twitter also known as X, I guess, at Hoover L underscore. You're not going to throw out the, the TikTok videos and stuff? TikTok videos? I don't have any of those. <laughs> well, I have, I, I featured in a few with, with my daughter and, and a few of my students. Yeah, but, I was going to say, uh, what about those videos that we pulled from uh, you dancing in the, in the gym? I thought we posted those on TikTok. For oh, you. man. Oh. If we did, we, we would definitely be viral. <laughs> Well, buddy, it was great to talk with you, as always. It was a joy, literally a joy, to work with you each day for four years, almost four years at uh, Staffing Middle School, and I, I miss working with you dearly. So I oh, yeah. love the success that you have in your life, and I know you're touching so many folks in a positive manner. 
as an administrator. And uh, I just appreciate your time so much and being a guest on Aspire to Lead. And I appreciate you, you know, giving me the opportunity to be here and just speak to my leadership journey. Uh, I'm still growing. Like I said, uh, I have some, I have some things in my, in my mind that I want to do to kind of open up and and help inspire more leaders to kind of speak to different, different situations and, and, and different campus climates and cultures. And I have a lot that I, I want to do. I just don't know the next step yet, you know? And so, um, like I said, I'm working with some great admin right now. I want to shout out all uh, my team that I'm working with, Dr. Potter, Mr. Addo, Blazer, Bergman, and Patterson, amazing team of admin. And we mesh real well together. We're doing some great things on our campus. So I just want to give them a shout out also. Uh, because they pour into me daily. I'm excited to go further. I'm excited to continue to grow. And I'm excited for Inspire to Lead. And I'm waiting on your next release. <laughs> and, you know, all those things, man. I'm, I don't know. I'm just living life, man. I told someone today, you know, all it, all it takes is to be a good human, man. You'll be a good educator. Well, there might be something percolating, but we'll, we'll announce that later. All right, man. Well, I believe in you and I know you're going to do great things. So appreciate you so much and can't wait to see what's next in your journey. Thank you, sir.